I would like to begin by reading from Whispers from Eternity, Master's demand for realizing the expansion of cosmic, expansion of consciousness in the cosmic sound. Manifest thyself to me, O Father, as the light of reason and as the blaze of wisdom, as the breeze of amity and of self-expanding harmony. Manifest thyself through the song of atoms and electrons whose music vibration encompasses the universe. Teach me to hear thy cosmic voice, which first commanded all vibration to begin, inspiring every pinpoint of creation to sing its own special melody. Oh, let me hear within me thy cosmic voice, so long hidden behind the hubbub of outer creation. Let my magic wand of meditation touch all sounds and melt them into the one cosmic sound of Om. Lo, how it courses o'er the earth, in the sky, and far out from earth to reach the stars. Appear to me as Om, 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 thy cosmic song which gives life to and infuses all sounds. Every cell of my body, every nerve, every ripple of my thoughts now sings with thy great cosmic anthem, Om. I uh, was trying to pick a whisper from eternity. It's a very difficult task. Uh, the entire book is appropriate to almost every topic, and so we settled on uh, Master's prayer for cosmic consciousness. In the reading this week, uh, Swami Kriyananda points out that Christ and Master and all the Masters emphasize the spirit of the law and not the specific uh, do's and don'ts, because the specific do's and don'ts are supportive of the spirit of creation. And man is constantly changing the law to uh, accommodate things. I'm fairly certain that in a, a broadcast from Ananda.org, we have very few people that are, we're gonna prevent from committing a murder later today. So I'm, I'm pretty sure on uh, do not kill is not gonna be the foremost problem we're gonna have this week. But uh, the emphasis of the spirit of the law, the spirit of the cosmos, as moving us in the direction of realization, that's the essence of what Swami is referring to in the reading and the quote on the Bhagavad Gita. The problem that we're faced with is, in a generic sense, maya, delusion, and we are hypnotized into thinking, I am this body, I am this, uh, the qualities of this body or this mind, I am smart, I am dumb, I am uh, this ethnicity, I am this uh, wealth category, I am these things that in the dream movie appear to be real, but in the realm of spirit, they're unreal. Um, in the uh, 
spiritual, no, winter, well, winter renewal week or whatever it's called that we had a few weeks ago. Uh, inner renewal week, that's it. That's what we need. Um, but Jyotish uh, pointed out a quote from Lahir Moshai. And um, he pointed out that Lahir Moshai said that the entire physical universe, all the galaxies, billions of galaxies, the entire astral world, the entire causal world, represent 1% of God's consciousness. Now, we're going to forgive Lahiri for his mathematical error because you can't have 1% of infinity, but let's go on. Uh, the point is that the vastness of spirit is the underlying reality and that the limitations of this world, of the world of duality under the sway of Maya, are unreal. Um, I'd like to clarify a line in the um, Festival of Light. You are a part of all that is, but you're not a part of all that is in the world of duality. You're not a part of all the lust and the greed and the theft and the inhumanity to man. The phrase means you are a part of all that is. All that is is spirit. All that is is God. God is the only reality. You are a part of God. You are a part of all that is. And that's where this Gita reading leaves us. That's what Lahiri was referring to, that we are a part of the great reality, not the specifics, not the arguments, not the racism, not the little pieces in the world. But, and let me ask you this question, it's one week since Easter. In the last week, how much have you heard about the rolled away stone and the risen Christ? And how much have you heard about the wars in this country and that country and the refugees and the politics and the all that stuff. Where's the balance? As disciples and truth seekers, we have to, for our own liberation, focus more and more on the masters, on the risen Christ, on the risen Christ consciousness within us, on the resurrection, on the reality, the enduring reality of spirit. And we have to f actively filter out the duality because the duality will pull us down from the high peaks of our realization. Uh, more meditation, more focus on the divine, more carrying divine perception from our meditation out into our day-to-day -day lives. That's what's needed for disciples to grow spiritually. Now, we're only a week from Easter. We should still be in that bliss of uh, Christ asking Mary, why do you seek the living among the dead? I mean, he's riddling her uh, moments after his resurrection. And that's the joy of Christ, is that I told you this was the reality. Mary, you got it, you got it? That's the masters, that was Kriyananda's 
life. That was his consciousness. That was his point of view. That's the purpose of Ananda. And of all true paths is to remind us that the Buddha nature is our real nature. That Christ's consciousness, the risen Christ, not even the crucified Christ, because that, in a sense, although he did triumph, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. Yes, he triumphed, but it was clearly the duality of a trial and uh, crucifixion and the most severe form of torture they could muster out on the avatar, that that's not the reality. The reality is he rolls away the stone and he walks in light with his brothers and sisters. And he appears to them in flesh and blood form. He resurrects the flesh and he shows them spirit is the ultimate reality. Lahiri Mahashai is right. Spirit is our reality. We live in this world. We are subject to pandemics and riots and wars and arguments and all sorts of uh, I was thinking of this reading that, that Maria read, whoever calls his brother contemptuously a fool uh, stands in danger of the Supreme Council. I thought, well, that'd be every politician in the world lately, so I think they're all, they're all in trouble. But the, but the masters, the saints, uh, never have that judgment. I never heard Kriyananda utter a judgment. I, I heard him ob make observations in light of the spirit. And he was shockingly attuned to things that were so far from our physical uh, realm of experience. Swamiji would make comments on the directions that nations were taking, the directions that uh, people were taking governments and law and business, uh, and he would make them just, just casual observances because he saw everything through the filter of spirit because that's what Yogananda taught him to do, and that's the way the masters see it. That's the way Christ saw it. That's the way Lahiri Mahashai sees it. And that's the way that we have to see it. We have to look at the world through the focus and the lens of divine love, kindness, beauty, truth. Now, it's spring in California right now, and so there are, you are going through the forest and suddenly there's a plum tree in bloom that some farmer planted 100 years ago, and there's a, a pink blossom and there's a wildflower, and there's beauty all around us the disciple's job is to pick out that beauty, re understand that it reflects mother's love, and in that love, recognize it within yourself, recognize it in the world around us, recognize it as the presence of the divine, and then carry on. In every person that we meet, we don't need to analyze their political beliefs, their economic status, their education level, their job security, whatever that is, those are all fine within their own realm. But the reality of it is, you are the spirit. You have no birth, you have no death. Fire cannot burn it, wind cannot dry it. 
That's the reality. As disciples, as truth seekers, we need to follow that and push it up on our daily calendar as things I need to do today. Uh, the meetings, great. And the Zoom meetings and all that stuff, absolutely great. But begin with meditation. Close your eyes to the world of duality for an hour, whatever. Practice the techniques that bring you into Om, that bring you into Hong Sa, I am spirit, that bring you into your own Buddha nature, that bring you into your center of light and divine love. Meditation is concentration on some aspect of the infinite, of the divine, love, joy, peace. Practice that. And then try to carry it out into the world and see little bits of light, sometimes very, very faint uh, amidst the screaming and the, uh, the hubbub of the creation, as, as Paramahansa Yogananda said in the Whispers from Eternity. Beyond the hubbub is the love of God. It's the love of friends. It's the love of masters for their disciples. A little lower, it's love for people for one another. A little lower, it's love for your pet animals. A little lower, it's love for your baseball team or whatever it is. But it's, it's still, it's love. It's kindness. It's underneath there. The saints, the disciples, you, me, all of us, we need to keep our eye on the prize. And the prize is self-realization. It's divine love. Eight years ago, on April 21st, Kriyananda left the body. He, that's coming up for the eighth anniversary in a couple of weeks, week and a half. A very amazing thing happened that day. I was with the Ananda Village residents. Swami Kriyananda dropped the body in Assisi, Italy. And we could feel that the little body that Kriyananda sustained, the little casing that semi-contained the joy, the consciousness, had dropped. And it was like to many of us that the body, the casing was broken. And so Kriyananda, the consciousness, just expanded throughout the entire universe. I, you could feel him from the village. You could feel it filling up North America, South America, Africa, Europe, Asia, the entire planet. And I thought, wow, this is very interesting. We checked with our brothers and sisters in India, Nayaswami Dhyana. She said, I, I felt the exact same thing. Kriyananda dropped the shell, and so he was everywhere. We are everywhere. Another thing that Jyotish mentioned in Inner Renewal Week is that we don't attain samadhi today because we're not ready for the shock of omnipresence. That's the way Master put it. Our job as disciples is to get ready for the shock of omnipresence. Kriyananda was thoroughly ready for the shock of omnipresence. He was, I think he was just sticking around to help us. And then when it was done, the body was outlived its, its life. It 
dropped it and expanded into omnipresence. We are omnipresence. We are not born when the body is born. We do not die when the body dies. We live in light. Be in that consciousness as much as you can and make it a daily and a weekly and a monthly and a yearly and a decade long and a lifetime approach to expand your consciousness, to love and see the spirit in all your brothers and sisters, all the plants, all the animals. That was a big tropical plant on the hillside there at the lake shrine with Brother Kriyananda and Master saying, can't you feel it's alive? Plants, animals, bugs, COVID-19, all life, all different forms, all different functions, but behind it is spirit. Behind it is love. Live in that love. Practice the techniques. Practice with the gurus and call on the gurus. The gurus see clearly the universal reality. Remember that Lahiri said that from his own experience. <laughs> he said this entire world is just 1% of what's out there because he was a master. He knew what's out there, in here and everywhere. Be there, practice tuning into them. Do your practices, whatever your path, tune into your guru and feel that love. Feel the risen, resurrected consciousness that Christ exhibited and all the masters exhibit. God bless you. Tara's brave hill so quiet The day I came there Not a green leaf stirred on the air Not a bird did proclaim Ancient grandeur and fame, only ruins memories declare. I marvel to think how can greatness e'er die, how can song disperse in the sky, how can hopes and dreams fade, how the warrior's sharp become dust was victory alive I stood there and pondered the great deeds of men's past how like clouds in the sunset no glory can last even we as we labor to achieve some bright end must accept after glory that the night will descend. I dreamed a broad rainbow over thicket and thorn, over crags that called linger, your hopes are forlorn. All too oft in my dreaming Courage turned to despair Till I learned that success is But the courage to dare As I gazed and thought sadly Of Tara's demise 
Suddenly I saw her walls rise Saw her long regal halls Heard her people's brave calls As though time had doffed a disguise And I knew in a moment That deeds that men do Never die, each victory is true. Every effort we spend gives more life in the end, till our gladness in life's ever new. Every effort we spend gives more life in the end. Till our gladness in life's ever new.